The following podcast contains strong language and adult themes and is intended for a mature audience. Listener discretion is advised. Marvel's Wolverine, The Long Night. Chapter 2. Good Night, Nobody. How do you guys like the motel? Uh, you're at the Brown Bear Inn, right? Right. Your question, Bobby, implies that there are other lodging options. Right. Sorry. Anyway, uh, you sleep okay? I don't really sleep. Oh. Cool. How much farther? Uh, we are about ten minutes from Logan's cabin. He lives out in the boonies. Hey, Bobby, thanks for the lift, man. Uh, you guys, you guys see that tree? That uh, big dead snag at the corner? Uh, everybody calls it the witness tree because it uh, it sees everything the way it's situated, overlooking the town. Why did you move here, Bobby? Me? I I already told you I. I always wanted to be a peace officer, and uh, Burns was hiring. You also said that everybody in Alaska is hiding from something. <laughs> yeah, I guess I did say that, didn't I? So I'd, I'd love to do more than just drive you guys around. I'd, I'd love for this to be a learning experience for me. Uh, maybe uh, clue me in on your, your process. You know... The cause of death for both women has been listed as a bear mauling. Oh, right. Yes, exactly. Mm-hmm. Now, what, what does that have to do with you? What does that have to do with the fishermen who were killed on the boat? They appear anomalous at first glance. Yeah, but, but we looked up the, the stats on fatal attacks, and there have only been a dozen recorded in the past century. To have two in one town in such a short period of time, well, that's some strange math. But not impossible math. Yeah, not impossible, but strange. There are some real similarities between the Vex. The tensile strength of the blades, or the weapon, and the force of the slashing and stabbing is strong enough to cleave bone. They were all torn to pieces. You know the sheriff thinks you're wasting your time. Yes, we know. Well, he thinks that you should focus on the boat. The people who died on the boat, that's that's the federal matter. People who died in town, that's a local matter. That's that's what he says. All right, what do you say, Bobby? Yeah. Uh, I, I don't know. I'm just happy to be along for the ride. Agent Marshall, you interviewed the original victim's family this morning, right? Yes, I did. Sandy Evans died eight weeks ago, the first of the alleged bear attacks. I sat down with her mother, Talia Evans. Okay, and what did you learn? We should sit down, please. Sure. Thank you. Well, I, uh, I see you have a lot of pictures of Sandy. Oh, yes. 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 <laughs> well, uh, it's nice to be with her, even when she's not here. So. Of course, of course. Can you just tell me about Sandy? Help me to get to know your daughter. Hmm. Maybe you could show me some of the pictures and we could, we okay. could talk about them. How about that um, one? That's, well, that's, that's um, when we were on vacation ah. in Seattle. Mm-hmm. This was about a year ago, so she had just graduated from the tech college... She studied to be a dental assistant, you know. 
why you want to poke around in a people's mouths all day, I could never understand, but she said she liked the work. Well, she liked to interact with the patients. So, was she social? Was she outgoing? Oh, yes. So warm. Friendly with everyone. <laughs> I'm sorry. See, they tried telling me it was a bear. Sheriff Ridge, he... He... He what? Was Sandy told me in the week before it happened that she got a few calls. Somebody breathing on the other end. And when I told the sheriff, he just waved away my concern. Oh. I just don't trust him to do a good job like you're obviously doing. I, I can only do my best. I'd, I'd love to get some names, you know, all her friends, anyone who she was close to. Of course. Boyfriends. She went steady with a few, yes. Oh. No one lately, though, that, that I know of. Ah. Any of them uh, fishermen? No. Why? Oh, no, I'm just curious. Yes. Do you think what happened on that boat yesterday? We like to consider every possibility. Does the name Logan mean anything to you? No. I don't think so. I... Mrs. Evans, do you... Do you think Sandy had anything... Any connection to the Aurora cult? No. Goodness, no. She was raised in the Lutheran church. Those people, they're devil worshippers. Wow. Well, I, I'm... I'm not sure what they worship, but they seem to be upsetting a lot of people. <laughs> you know... See, once I heard about poor Jessica Riley, I just knew something was wrong. I knew it wasn't any bear, no matter what the police said. A bear? What kind of bear rips the door off of a car? That's that's how they found her, you know? All torn up. I get, I get. No. See, for a little while, I wanted to believe that it wasn't even Sandy that they found, because... Did you know that they never found her head? On her arm, she had a tattoo. Good night, nobody. That's what her tattoo said. Good night, nobody. Yeah, that's what it said in cursive. I don't even know what that means. It was from her favorite children's book, Good Night, Moon. But... When they pulled back the sheet and showed me her arm, there it was. Good night, nobody. It was her. It was my baby. I am so sorry. It's going to be okay. How can it be okay when she's already dead? I know. I know. And I am sorry. We can't bring her back, but we can stop this from happening again. Oh, you have to. Whatever is hunting us, you have to hunt it back. And if it's a bear, then you track it down. That's what I told the sheriff. I said, do something. You send every dog and every rifle out into those woods and you end it. So that was my morning. I was with her for two hours. Mrs. Evans is right. The manner of death is highly suspicious. Grizzly attacks are generally the result of a surprise. Like if a hiker rounds a bend in the trail and finds himself in between a mother and her cubs. See the photos of the car? Looked like a torn open tuna can. Yes. Yes. I left a voicemail for the Riley family. I'm hoping to get an interview with them shortly. We'll see if the parents are as 
disenchanted with local law enforcement as Mrs. Evans. And what about you, Agent Pierce? You find Logan's landlord? I did. I met her at the Dirty Shame, a local watering hole. Oh, hey, I'm a part of the Dart League there. <laughs> I like how you can throw your peanut shells in the floor. I did not ask for your opinion, Deputy. Okay. Sure. As I was saying, I met Logan's landlord at the Dirty Shame. How'd you find me, anyway? It's a small town. I asked. <clears throat> hey, Mallory. Can you get a sec? I'll take a triple vodka bloody with a beer chaser. All the fixings? All of them. It's a mighty interesting suit you got on. You know, I've never seen a woman look Tell me about how you came to rent the cabin to Logan. I've been listing this place for 10 years, and not a soul's wanted to live there. It's got a pump out front, and it's got an outhouse out back, a wood stove that'll keep you living as long as you keep it fed. But people don't want that kind of living no more. People are getting soft, even in Alaska, you bet. <laughs> but Logan said it would do nicely. Tell me more. This was, what, uh, two months ago he showed up here in town? Paid cash up front. Big greasy water bill smelled like it'd been stuck in a shoe. Did you talk about anything? He wasn't a talker. You didn't ask him where he was from or why he had moved here or anything like that? He wasn't a talker, like I said. More of a grunter. And besides, I mind my business. And you never had any interactions with him beyond that initial agreement? <clears throat> you think Logan killed them boys on the boat? We don't know who the killer is, but Logan's a person of interest. Does that surprise you? <laughs> surprise me. You can't trust nothing about nobody, far as I'm concerned. Well, it doesn't matter if it surprises me. People on the news always saying that kind of thing, ain't they? He seemed like such a nice guy. <laughs> All I know is you won't see me on the news saying Logan was a nice guy. Because the little I known him, he was an odd bastard. Tell me more. Here's that bloody for you, Debbie. Mm. Extra spicy. You are a dear. You know I like a little pepper on the lip there. <laughs> Oh, that is about the best thing ever. Is there anything else you can tell me? Any nothing, other... nothing. Mm. Except, uh... Go on. I do a drive-by once a month, just to make sure the place is still standing. What did you see? My eyes ain't the best. Well, what do you think you saw? It looked like he was butchering a deer, naked. Miss? Yes? What was your name again? Mallory? That's right. Do you have anything to say, Mallory? I got nothing to say. Because you're standing there, like, you want to say something. By all means, share. I got customers. I love her, B. There's no one in here who don't want to know what you know. I mean, even if they're not looking, they're listening. They're all scared shitless. I heard about what happened to the Riley girl. They found her on a hiking trail. She was in ribbons, no head. I don't know what did it or who, but if you know something we don't, and Logan's the one who done it, I hope you put a bullet right through that ugly face of his. I'm gonna need that address. Well, here it is. Front door is open, the suspect is not present. But Agent Pierce, sorry, how, how can you tell he's not here? It's like 40 yards away. Shouldn't we search the we'll search the cabin when we finish the perimeter suite. Got a bit of a trash heap up here. Anything noteworthy? Uh, 
whiskey bottles. What looks like uh, empty bags of fertilizer. Logan has no vehicle registered, but I'm noticing tracks, motorcycle, dirt bike. Scan it. Yep. Whoa. What, do you see something? Uh, yeah, his phone. Agent Marshall's phone, it's all armored and glowy and awesome. Wait, what on earth, what are you doing? That blue beam scans the tracks and- Yeah, it gives me the age of the track, the tire type, likely vehicle pairings, and the respective weight of the rider and the load given the soil density. What? Yeah, less than a day old. He's on the run, he's not far. No, seriously, that that's so cool. Uh, can I please hold it? No. Oh, okay. <coughs> tax dollars at work, I could probably hire another deputy based on the cost of that doodad alone. Oh, they're not as bad as you said, Sheriff. Excuse me? I just mean they're nicer than I thought they'd be. That's all. <laughs> they're kind of cool. Bobby. Yes? Look, you're a good kid. You always look for the best in people. I appreciate that about you. I do. But you don't know a damn thing about these two. They're only letting you see what they want you to see. You understand? You gotta trust me when I say you cannot trust them. Okay? It's like, look, I'm the parent. And you're the babysitter. And they're the children. And I want to know what my children have been up to. Yes, sir. And you owe me. Don't forget, you owe me. I, I know I do, sir. Wish I could scrub down every inch of this town with bleach. The sooner they're gone, the better. You still haven't told me what in the hell happened to my squad car. Oh, right. So, there's a butchering stand set up next to the cabin, and a buck was hanging from it. The buck has been skinned and gutted, but not butchered. No rot has set in. Yeah. Think we spooked him? Something distracted him. Stay alert. We start toward the cabin. Oh, wow. Right. First thing that hits us is the smell. Just a heavy stink, sweat, and cigar smoke, and wet oh. dog. Okay. Just pure gross testosterone. Okay, okay. No furniture, except a wood stove with a few embers still in it. Maybe a few hours old. This bucket of water was his sink, I guess. And this fine collection of deer hides... Seems like it's his bed. We got, uh, two, four, six, ten empty whiskey bottles. Uh, that was thirsty. Uh, garbage bag. Look at what? I just got some old clothes. Got a pair of jeans here. Check it out, Bobby. Waist 32, inseam 26. Really? Who lives like this? An animal. A very short animal, I might add. You're sure taking your sweet time with the story, Deputy. When do we get to the part where my car ends up in the shop? <clears throat> uh, was just getting to that. You hear that? Outside. Move. There's no one in sight, but the hood on the squad car is propped up, and the engine block is a mess of ripped hoses and wires. Uh, the tires are slashed. It's trashed. The vehicle's trashed. Yeah, I saw the bill, I know. My car! Oh, I'm gonna be in so much trouble. We're being fired upon. The strawberry kids. The strawberry kids. Is that how you got that gash on your chin then? Ah, oh, son of a bitch! Ah, oh, that stings! Uh, that? Uh, no. Uh, nope. That, that was just a cup from shaving. What is it? It's a penny. File down at the edges. They're shooting us with pennies? 
Looks an awful lot like you got hit by one of them slingshot pennies. Uh, no. Uh, no, definitely not that. Just an accident while shaving. You never shaved a day in your life. Oh, you back down, you idiot. You're bleeding pretty bad, deputy. No, I'm okay. It's, it's, it's okay. They're, they're kids. They're just kids. What's Don't hurt kids? them. Yeah, they're kids. What the hell are kids doing here? They live off the grid. It's, uh, it's complicated. I'll explain. On your six. Guys. And then Pierce and Marshall, they go charging off, headed for the woods, headed after the strawberry kids. I've, I've never seen anyone run like that outside a track meet. Their back's straight and their legs pumping, kicking up dirt. But I know you think they're soft, Sheriff, but... Yeah, and what'd you do, duck and cover from a bunch of children? Oh, I, I was right there with them. Guys! Guys! The woods are thick, but I'm catching glimpses of the strawberry kids up above, just all around. They're so fast, leaping from tree to tree. And then I spot Agent Pierce. She's got her gun out, what? aims up towards the trees. Don't shoot them! Don't shoot them! Don't, don't! I'm not shooting anyone. And... No! I've never seen anything like it. What? Agent Pierce shot the branch right out from beneath that kid. Just as the boy hits the branch, boom, it's gone. It was a boy, 10 years is my guess, just filthy. His hair was long and clumped, uh, full of burrs, and no shoes. Bobby, she could have killed him. But she didn't. Thankfully, she didn't. Well, he was a little scraped up, the wind knocked out of him, but fine. Landed in a huckleberry thicket. Jesus, Bobby, you see why we can't trust him? You see why I need you reporting back to me? This is the sort of person we're dealing with, Bobby. The sort that would shoot at a child? Yeah, but... Keep going. We carried the kid back to the cabin to question him. Calm down, kid. Calm down. Okay. Bobby, get his legs. Let's get him up. Let's get him up. All right. It's okay, kid. It's okay. Who are these kids, deputy? Well, nobody knows the whole story, but from what I've heard, the dad went a little crazy after his wife died. He moved up here with the kids to live off the grid. I don't know where their camp is. I don't know if there's five or six or seven of them. I don't know if it's true that they've built some sort of treehouse hideaway. Oh, some people call them survivalists. Some people call them bums and scavengers. And uh, some people call them eco-terrorists. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Bobby, get his legs. Get his legs. Father hated so yeah, the fishing company and the logging company. And that's what the strawberries have been doing after since day one. Uh, pouring sand into the tanks of logging trucks and plugging tailpipes. Digging trenches and logging roads. Uh, one time the dad tried to burn down the sawmill. Uh, he died last winter of pneumonia, people say. But I've heard others say Joseph Langrock put out a hit on him. Thought that it made much of a difference. The kids went feral and carried on his cause. Okay, yeah, but why, why did they attack us? Okay, Pierce, let's see what we can get out of it. Bobby, I'm guessing we're being watched, so you mind sure. standing guard outside? Uh, sure, sure, but guys, be nice, seriously. Okay, got it. Hey, buddy. Hey, kid. Hey, what's your name? Can I get you anything? Some water? You understand me, right? Right, kid? Hey, hey, kid, it's okay. Okay, okay, okay. Whoa, 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 whoa. It's okay. It's okay. Uh, 
I just, I just want to know what you're doing at Logan's cabin. Logan, do you know Logan? Okay, he, he might have done some things, okay, kids, some bad things. He might have hurt some people, and, and we're worried he'll hurt more if we don't find him. There's nothing wrong with hurting somebody if they deserve it. Whoa. All right. Okay, so you do talk. Okay, uh, that's great. And interesting opinion there. Um, is that something your dad used to say, or maybe Logan told you that? Do, do you know if Logan's hurt someone, kid? This is really important. Someone who, as you say, deserved it. Okay, I, I got a feeling, kid, all right, that maybe, maybe I'm wrong, but I'm feeling that you like Logan. Why do you like him? Because he's one of us. One of us, okay. Who's us? You guys hurt me when you shot that gun and made me fall from the tree. Yeah, I'm really sorry about that, kid. We, we, just, really, we just really wanted to talk to you. So what did Logan ever do for you? He saved me. Yeah? When I was foraging in the woods. Foraging, huh? Looking for mushrooms. And I slipped off a ledge, and my foot got tangled in a root. And I was hanging upside down, uh -huh. but I wasn't strong enough to pull myself up. I was calling for help. And so Logan found you, huh? He pulled me up, and then he carried me back home because my leg was messed up. And, and where's your home? Huh? Well, so you are friends with Logan, then. That's why you're here at his cabin. We're protecting him. Protecting him? Huh. Why would he need protecting he said people were coming for him because of what he did. What did he do? Who's coming for him? Guys. Who was coming for him? Maybe you. Guys, I something. You should have been present when they questioned that kid. But somebody needed to stand guard. They shot at him. They can't be trusted alone. And besides, what if he said something? Something the agents are keeping from us. What if they know something that we don't? Why would they keep something from oh, us? Bobby. So you found something. Go on. What did you find? Yes. Yes, I found a book. It was on the porch, uh, tucked in between two logs. See? Ley lines. Science, myth, and wonder. Huh. What are ley lines? Superstition. About what? It has to do with the evil or holiness of certain places on Earth. Good work, Bobby. Thank you. And, uh... Well, that was when the kid escaped. She slipped out through one of the windows. Was there at least anything in the book? Uh, what? Wait, sorry, what? did you check the book? Poke through it, see if it had been hollowed out, something stuffed in it, notes written in the margins, that kind of thing. Oh, uh, yeah, of course. Yeah, sure I did. Uh, no, nothing. Just a book? Uh, uh... Sorry, Bobby. Well, there was a letter. You should have looked. How many times did he lie during that recording? I lost count. Where'd you plant that bug on him? Behind his ear. He thought it was a mosquito bite. <laughs> uh... Where's the note you found in the book? It's right here. Uh, the handwriting took some effort to decipher, but it reads as follows. Maureen. Maureen. Not much for writing letters. I'm not much for writing letters. I'm not much for saying, not much sorry, for saying either. sorry either, but here I am. I hated New Orleans because of all the bodies, so all the noise, you know that. But I also hated it because of all the cameras. Someone was always watching. Cameras on cell phones, cameras on traffic lights, cameras in every store. They're gonna find me. Weapon X is going to find me. I said that from the beginning, right? 
I'm their property, I'm their investment. From the moment I escaped, they've been hunting for me, I guarantee it. I should have told you I was leaving, but what happened, happened fast. The shooter started working his way through the French Quarter, killing for the sake of killing. I, I heard the gunshots from a bar, I should have walked away. People were screaming and running and trampling each other. I couldn't help myself. I took off his head. And sure enough, the cameras were watching. The footage the news ran was blurry, but it was enough. I knew Weapon X would hear about it because they hear about everything. I knew they'd be coming. I knew they would find me. And when they did, there'd be more killing. I got enough blood on my hands to fill a reservoir. You know what really convinced me to go? I came back home and found you asleep. It was hot, remember? I mean, you weren't wearing anything but underwear and laying on top of the sheets. God. Do you know what my mind did? I... Saw, I saw every organ, every vertebrae, every nerve, every artery, every bone, every way to hurt you. That's how I look at everybody, you know. It doesn't matter if it's a shooter in the French Quarter or a kid eating ice cream on a park bench, or even you, Maureen. That's how I understand people best as things that scream and bleed, things that can be taken apart. It's just the way I am hard-wired. There's no turning it off. That's when I knew I had to run. Alone. Not just because my ugly mug was all over the news, but because of you, because of the hurt that I am capable of. You know, I'm not gonna tell you where I went. I've been here going on a month, started a job on a boat. It ain't bad. Spending most of my time in the woods, though. It suits me, because there's no people, sure, but there's also no right or wrong. No morality, no hate, either. And no regret. No wrong choices. See, the best way for me to protect others is to keep away from them, you know? Yeah, maybe I'm fooling myself, but I can't help but think if I work hard enough and run fast enough, I'll escape. Them. Weapon X. And myself. Sometimes I wake up naked in the woods with a taste of blood in my mouth, blood on my hands, my brain pulsing. And I think, what have you done, Logan? What have you done? Did you scan the ink? Yeah, I did. Got a timestamp at three weeks ago. He sounded like he thought this place was a good fit. Yeah, so what happened that sent him off? Could it have been the revelation on the boat? 
He came here to hide, and when he saved that man, Sammy, he revealed his true self. Doesn't explain a killing spree. What are you doing? I thought we could listen to some music while we review the case files. I find music distracting. Yeah, maybe I can find some golden oldies, something to cheer us up. I don't need to. Can you please shut that off? Listen, it's him. What? Nick Prophet, the head of the Aurora cult. It's one of his radio blasts. But you should make haste because uh, time, time is running out. Equinox is coming. When I was a child, I, I used to have a ritual. Even before I could read, I knew the words to a favorite book by heart, and I would recite these words before I fell asleep. But there was one page in particular I love more than any other. One page that still fills me with awe and, and terror and, uh, and excitement. Because it is the page that awaits us all. It is the page that exemplifies the long night that we, the Aurora, celebrate. A page of nothingness, of erasure, of death. A page that is blank, except for two words. Good night, nobody. Marvel's Wolverine, The Long Night, starring Richard Armitage as Wolverine, directed by Brendan Baker, assistant directed by Chloe Prasinos, produced by Jenny Radlett and Daniel Fink, written by Benjamin Percy, Scott Adsit as Sheriff Ridge, Bob Balaban as Joseph Langrock, Zoe Chow as Mallory, Otto Isando as Agent Marshall, Celia Keenan-Bolger as Agent Pierce, Andrew Keenan-Bolger as Bobby, Brian Stokes Mitchell as Prophet, Jaden Clark as Strawberry Kid, Lucia Struess as Talia Evans, Freddie Walker Brown as The Landlord. Our associate producer is Chloe Wilson. Our production manager is Emily Pontecorvo, casting by Shana Markowitz. Our recording engineer is Colin Alexander, production assistants from Stephanie Kariuki, Carly Krim, and Frank Cooper. Original composition by Deru, additional music by Max Spranzi. Sound design and mixing by Brendan Baker and Chloe Prasinos. Post-production services provided by Phenomophon. Production legal by Eric Spiegelman, Lindsay Bowen, and Michaela Gross. Executive produced by Dan Buckley, Joe Quesada, Dan Silver, Axel Alonzo, and Chris Bannon. Our executive editor is Peter Clowney. Marvel's consulting producers are Harry Goh and Sarah Amos. Special thanks to CDM Studios, Matt Gorley, Parabolic Studios, SAG-AFTRA, and Wagon Road Camp. Wolverine is a production of Marvel and Stitcher. 